Hello and welcome to this week's episode from the Veg Grower Podcast. My name is Richard and I am trying to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Now this week I have started sowing some leek seeds and that has led me to think about how I grow leeks. One of my favourite winter vegetables and I'm going to be discussing with you how I grow my leeks. That's coming up a little bit later on but first of all let's find out what I've done this week. It is Saturday the 14th of January 2023 today. I am in my garden at home and I don't know if you can tell by my voice but I am absolutely thrilled to have spent a couple of hours actually in the garden this afternoon. I had a break in the weather and I just used that chance to go out in the garden. But first of all, during the week, our chickens have continued to lay eggs. Been getting a couple of eggs every day. So our eggs are building up and uh, we're having to find ways of using them up, which is always a problem, but oh, it's a good problem, I guess you could say. Anyway, so back to today. Now, first of all, this morning, I knew the weather was a bit rubbish, so I did sow a few seeds in the greenhouse. We sowed some Brussels sprouts, we sowed some cauliflowers and some chilies and sweet peppers, just trying to continue to keep our our seeds sowing rhythm going along, and that is working out quite nicely, I've got to say. Then when the weather dried up, I ran out into the garden and first of all I grabbed my hoe and I went through all three of our beds and just hoed those right down. Clearing, I mean, we've still got purple sprouting broccoli but and celery and a few other things but everything else is just cleared down. The ground was absolutely beautiful, plenty of compost has been added over the years so it is made absolutely beautiful ground. After that I head to the well where I'm building two new beds and I've spoken about this earlier on these beds are not going to have a wooden sides and I'm I marked out where they were going to go a few weeks ago well today I threw down a load of cardboard emptied one of my compost bins and threw all that compost on top of one of the cardboard and that has built this first out of the two beds it needs a bit more compost if I'm honest I only used the compost out of one compost bin and I think I'm going to struggle to do both of these beds so that got me thinking about another style that I could use in the other bed and that is straw bale gardening I spoke a couple of years ago to a guy who claims to have created straw bale gardening and it was absolutely interesting and I am going to give it a try this year I spoke about this before I've just got to find the straw bales but I think this sixth bed is going to be the straw bale garden I'm excited to get it going but I'm also excited that I have now built one more bed we've still got the wooden side beds to be built that's going to go in in February After that, I headed over to the very top of my garden, near my shed, where I have a collection of plastic flower pots. Now, I swear that these flower pots breed because they just seem to grow and grow and grow. We seem to get more and more of them. Obviously, when I buy plants, I tend to hold on to the flower pots because it seems a bit of a waste to get rid of them. But they they become a bit messy, very messy. So I went through those and started again trying to organise those and tidy them up. I happened to have a, quite a large crate that I used 
to put all my flower pots in and I was using it as a way that when they were in there they were to their dedicated sizes so I could try and stack them neatly and tidily but also organised and it seems to have worked. There's still a few more to go but we have got that area tidied up. Now this area is just outside the balcony garden and to the side of the patio garden. During the week I went to a garden centre and I happened to see they were selling veggie pods off at half price. So I brought myself a large veggie pod to go in the patio garden. Now this is of course it is quite still quite expensive if I'm honest with you with the cost of living crisis but the patio garden is going to be well, the veggie pod garden, I think now. The, for those that don't know what a veggie pod is, I've had one for a number of years. Last year, I got the small one. Before that, I had the medium one. We've used for salads growing, herb growing. And I think they are a fantastic piece of gear. They're, they're a raised garden bed with a wicking system that holds onto moisture and a netting cover with integrated sprinkler system. For me, it's a great way to garden but this large one I've wanted a large one for a while managed to get it half price it hasn't got a stand at the moment I'm going to figure something out for the stand and yeah I've not set it up yet that's going to be a mission to do at a later date but I am very happy and that is going to add to this patio garden so I'm going to go in the greenhouse now and sow some leek seeds and that's going to be one of the main topics for this podcast so meet me in the greenhouse in just a second. Now leeks is that absolute tasty winter vegetable. I feel it must is a must on any grow your owner's plot. It's one of my favourite vegetables but it is so hardy it can last through some of the strongest winters. Now it is a little bit too early to sow leeks unless you have a greenhouse. Usually leeks are sown from February to April. And what I'm actually going to be doing, I'm sowing these in January. I always sow mine in January. I'm going to sow some in February, March and April. Different varieties, but just trying out and seeing how uh, different leeks perform. When we start these off, we usually sow in containers or a seed bed. Personally, I use some polystyrene boxes. These polystyrene boxes I get from restaurants or school kitchens, and they usually have fish delivered in these polystyrene boxes. So they are recycled. They usually end up thrown in a bin, but I'm recycling them, so I feel they are, are great for that. And I like the polystyrene boxes because they add a, an insulating layer to these leaks. Now, what I do is I half fill them up with multi-purpose compost and I just scatter a few seeds on top. We can get quite a few seeds in these containers because they are quite large. The good thing with these containers, they are about 30 centimetres deep, 30 centimetres wide and 45 centimetres long. So plenty of space in there. And because they're half filled with multi-purpose compost, there's plenty of room for the roots to reach as they grow. So seeds scattered on top and then we cover over with some seed sowing compost. We want about a centimetre's depth of seed compost on top. And then we put this down on the floor of our greenhouse or wherever you may put it on a bench or whatever. I usually like to cover the top of these pots with a, a bit of plastic, clear plastic, just so it holds onto a bit more moisture inside these containers and keeps the soil damp. 
Germination, I find, can be incredibly slow. I've often started my leaks off and thought that they have failed because they have taken so long to germinate. And usually as soon as I think that is when they germinate. So be very, very patient with these. I believe later sowings will probably be much quicker when they germinate. Now, from sort of April, we can sow outside, but we can also transplant some of our seedlings outside. They do like a nice, sunny, well-prepared bed. No real stones, nice sort of fluffy soil, as it's called, basically a tilled soil. Cleared of all weeds, fertiliser and manure added last year so that they are ready to go. Bit of chicken manure added just before planting does help. And what I like to do when I come to planting is that I simply dip a hole about six inches deep. Then I take out a single leek seedling and I drop it straight into that hole. I don't backfill or anything because when I've finished I then just water all these seedlings and as I water they, the holes get backfilled themselves. But as they grow they need that little bit of space to grow out anyway. It's as easy as that when it comes to planting them, just a simple hole dibbed and a leak dropped in. Now some people do actually trim their roots when they plant out their leeks. This isn't something I've ever done but the idea being that by trimming the roots just taking a pair of scissors and cutting some of the roots off it stresses the plant and shocks them into growth. Now this may not be the case I don't know this is going to be an experiment that we are going to do. But uh, what I would also say, we can actually plant these out as late as July. In fact, some people will plant their leeks where their first early potatoes were. So as the first early potatoes come out, the leeks go in, which makes a lot of sense. It means you're using more and more of your beds. You're removing your one crop to replace it with another. So I think that is great use of space. Now, leeks do do best in open ground, plenty of light, plenty of moisture and plenty of feeding. I like to use chicken manure pellets every fortnight, just scatter them around and I try and water these at least once a week with a really, really good drenching. They will continue to grow these leeks and again, what you might have to do, depending on the variety, is blanch the stems. So what I mean by that is as the stem grows, you draw up soil from around the leeks so that you blanch the leeks. So you get that nice, tasty, white leek. There are self-blanching varieties which make that task hell of a lot easier, a lot easier than drawing up all this compost. Personally, if I haven't got the self-blanching varieties, which most varieties these days are self-blanching, but what I, I tend to do is instead of drawing soil up, I add compost as a mulch around the leeks. Keep them weed-free and they should provide you with no problems. One of the biggest problems that I've ever had with leeks is they get lost in cooch grass. So I try and really keep on top of the, the weeds when it comes to leeks. Now we can harvest the leeks when they are young, about the thickness of a pencil if you really want some tiny but tasty leeks. But personally, I like to let them grow and get bigger. As I said, they have grown right through the winter without any problems. I harvested mine at Christmas, the last of my leeks, just before Christmas. And the edges had been frosted, they had got a little bit soft, but the actual inside was perfectly fine and we got some decent leeks out of it. 
In terms of problems, I don't actually suffer with many problems. The only one being leak rust. And that's when tiny little red rusty looking blotches appear on the leaves. Same as my garlic and uh, various other plants in the allium family, which leaks are of course. When this happens, all I do is pick off the affected leaves and throw those away, get rid of them, burn them. And then I try and harvest those ones first on the hope that that's going to stop the leak rust from spreading. But to be honest, once you get it, it's very difficult to stop it from spreading. All you can do is slow it down. It doesn't really cause me many problems with my leeks. It's not as bad as it does cause problems with my garlic, but it is part of grow your own. Apart from that, I don't really get any more problems with leeks. They are fairly trouble free and they are fairly easy to grow. That is how I grow leeks. Let me know if you do anything different, especially if you are a show grower. Some people I know who grow leeks for show, they get really competitive and really obsessed with growing big leeks and pretty leeks at that. Love to find out a bit more about that at some point. Right, let's see if we get down to the allotment tomorrow. Well, it is Sunday the 15th of January 2023 today, and as you can probably tell, I'm down on my allotment. It has been such a lovely couple of hours down here on the allotment. My mood is really lifted. This is something that I do notice. If I'm not outside during the winter and able to get on the allotment, I do feel a little bit depressed almost. So finding the time to get down on the allotment is really important to me, and uh, this today has proven why i'm just going to sit down quickly now uh, i came down here first thing this morning only got a couple of hours here today because of being on call and various other reasons but it, it, it was enough i managed just to focus on what i needed to do first thing i did of course is i walk around the allotment and just make sure everything is okay we've had a lot of strong winds lately and i had a lot of debris that gets blown into my allotment that's not uncommon it happens all the time it's very annoying and what i will have to do is walk around with a bin liner one day and just pick up all these bits and throw them away if nobody claims them I often end up with compost bins and water butts blown onto my allotment. But uh, not today. We've had quite a few flower pots, however. However, one thing I did also notice is that a few panes of glass on Grandad's greenhouse have been broken. So that is very annoying. That means I'm going to have to replace a few more panes of glass. And luckily I've still got plenty in the shed that we are using for this. But I'm going to have to try and find some more to keep my supply going if this continues. It's, it is annoying, but it is part of having a greenhouse. Now on with the main tasks that I tackled. On the very top half of my plot, I have an area where I inherited a load of fruit bushes. And these have, this area has always been a little bit tricky to maintain. The weeds grow like mad, the cooch grass, and it gets entwined with all the fruit bushes that are up there. It's an area that I, I grow quite a bit of fruit from, but I, I've been a little bit annoyed at myself for not really maintaining it properly so one of the things that i aim to do today is first of all i strimmed all the grass down got that nice and low and then i laid loads of cardboard down 
Now, the cardboard will act as a weed-suppressing layer. It will stop any of the couch grass growing through. And by placing a few bits of wood on it to weigh it down and soaking it in water, it won't get blown away. I did this last year around the rhubarb that grows in this area, and when I peeled back the cardboard after a few months, there was absolutely no weeds growing there. And still to this day, no couch grass is growing back in that particular area. So I'm going to continue laying cardboard down down in this area I didn't have enough to do the complete area today but I've got plenty at home that just needs to come down here and that's what I will do next week throw that back down all that cardboard covered in that place and that should make that area a very easy to look after area and save me some time now I then went over to my raspberry patch now these are my autumn raspberries which I've got two areas one where I actually planted the autumn raspberries and then an area just in front of that where I originally planted strawberries but the couch grass strangled out the strawberries and the runners from the raspberries have grown in that area as well and what I decided to do I was going to dig out all those raspberry runners which I did and I cleared out the couch grass but when I finished doing this, I stood back and looked at the area. Now, this is next to the, the three beds that I built uh, back end of last year. And I've realised that if I take that long bed out, still keep the raspberries in the original position, but this long strawberry bed as it was originally, if I take that out, I reckon I can fit two full-size beds in, in the, that sort of area instead and maybe even a third but half size just in front of a shed as well i'm i'm debating at the moment if i'm going to do that i would like to know if people think i should to me i think it makes sense to add extra growing areas so i definitely think that is what i'm going to do but I do like strawberries as well and I did grow that bed dedicated to them it didn't really work so the more I talk about it more I think adding two extra beds makes more sense. Anyway with that then cleared I headed over to the bean beds and I got my hoe out and I ran the hoe through these beds. Now these beds have had plenty of compost and manure added over the years so the hoe run through it quite nicely. I did try on some of the other beds where I haven't added compost yet the, where it's very much still the clay soil but unfortunately the hoe just got so claggy and stuck that it just didn't really do the job so i abandoned it in the, that area but i've got a and bean area cleared of weeds now right well it is time for me to head on home but i want you to meet me in the podding shed in just a moment because i want to talk to you about some of the experiments that i'm planning to run this year So I sat down in the potting shed just now and I've been writing a list of some of the experiments that I want to run this year. Now I'm a big believer in trying to challenge what we already know and what I mean by that is that we are often told that certain things are gospel but are they? And each year I do try and tackle these things and see what happens. So last year we did an experiment of growing potatoes in different composts and a lot of people were quite impressed or intrigued by the results this year we're going to repeat that same experiment we're going to have potatoes all the same charlotte potatoes in the same tubs planted on exactly the same time with the exact same amount of compost but different 
makes and brands of compost. But what we're also going to do is we're going to use some of our own homemade compost to see if that performs any better. Now, added to that, I've been talking about growing leeks earlier, and something that I mentioned was that some gardeners trim the ends of the roots off when it comes to planting them. Well, I've never done this before because I've never really seen the point, but I thought this year we might put a couple of rows of leeks in where the roots have just been trimmed. That sounds like a lot of fun, or it should be a good experiment to see what happens. Another experiment I've got listed down is trialling different mulches. Now this is going to be a, a difficult one to really see or judge. I'm a big fan of using mulches. I've spoken many, many times of all the different mulches that I use, particularly grass clippings. But we could use grass clippings, we could use straw, we could use our straw pellets, we could use, I don't know, compost or stone, etc, etc, and see just what the difference is between the mulches. It's going to be a very good one. Different tomato varieties and how blight affects them, that's going to be a good experiment. I always get blight, so we do grow the blight resistant varieties of tomatoes so that could be a good one that we could test out grow different varieties one per per pot sort of thing and just see how blight affects them shark fin melon obviously that is a plant i've never grown before we're going to run an experiment and just see if shark fin melon grows we've been very lucky that a friend has allowed us to use his field for growing it i've just got to find the seeds and we will get that sorted uh, experiment I've tried in the past a few times is planting our garlic out at different times and I'm doing a similar one this year we've already got our autumn planted garlic in we're going to be planting some spring sown garlic just to see how the, the difference between the two it is said often that spring planted garlic stores better parsnips now, it's often said that parsnips taste better after a frost, when the, the starch gets turned into sugars after they've been chilled. I don't know how true that is. So that's something that is on this list that we're going to try out this year as well. Nasturtiums for keeping black fly off certain crops. I think that's going to be one that is definitely on this list. Again, we know that nasturtium does attract black fly, but does it keep black fly off the broad beans? couple of experiments that we're running at home we've built a new bed this weekend just by throwing down some cardboard and compost on top this bed is not going to have any wooden sides it is said that sometimes the wooden sides attract slugs and snails it's not something i've noticed but we are going to see if there is any difference with that and then finally, straw bale gardening that I've spoken about in Saturday's diary update. I've never done straw bale gardening before, but it is on my list of an experiment that we're going to try this year and see if we get some good results. So quite a few experiments that we're going to try this year. Obviously, the focus is on going to be growing our own food but these experiments are something that we are going to challenge ourselves with be great to know if any of you want to take part in some of these experiments yourselves and let us and share with us your results get in touch if that's the case richard at uk to find out more right well it is time for the final diary update <coughs>
But today is the 16th of January 2023. It is a Monday, which of course means the podcast will be coming out a little bit later on this evening. Now, with all this talk about leeks, it just seemed appropriate that I should discuss one of my favourite soup recipes, leek and potato soup. Now, this recipe is actually on my website. It's one that I've cooked many, many times. It's almost one I cook loads of and keep in the freezer. So what do we need? First of all, two onions, two cloves of garlic, which are crushed, 800 grams of potatoes, 800 grams of leeks, and one and a half litres of vegetable stock. And then for a bit of seasoning, a pinch of mustard powder and a teaspoon of dried or fresh thyme, depending on what you have. Then a bit of salt and pepper to taste. Now what I do is I, I clean and peel the potatoes and then place them in a tub of water just to stop them from discolouring. And then I top and tail the leeks and chop the onions. Then in a, a big stock pan, add a splash of olive oil and just on a moderate heat, let that just cook for a few minutes and then I add the onions and garlic and just sweat those down for a few minutes. Once they're sweated and nice and soft, I then add in the leeks and again, let those sweat down for a couple more minutes before adding the potatoes and the stock. After that, I then place a lid on my stock pan and I just bring that soup to a boil. Then once it's out of boil, just reduce the heat to a gentle simmer and then I leave that for about 30 minutes until the potatoes are nice and tender. After that, I turn the heat off. Just let the soup cool for a few minutes. Then I add the mustard powder, the thyme, the salt and pepper. And then using a stick blender, I just blend it to a smooth consistency. I like a smooth soup. I don't like a chunky soup. Then I just warm that back up before serving with some nice bread. Like I say, this is one that I feel should be in every freezer for those winter times or late nights at works when it, it just drops down in temperature like it has today in fact i think it's going to be freezing temperatures tonight so a nice warming soup is just a nice way to finish the day let me know if you give that leek and soup recipe a shot and let me know if you do anything different to what i've spoken about when it comes to growing leeks you can contact me richard at the vegrowerpodcast.co.uk or you can head to the website at the and leave a comment on the bottom of a blog post. Now if you've enjoyed this podcast then please do leave us a review on your podcast service. And if you have really enjoyed this podcast and you want to support us and the work that we do here, head to the vegrowerpodcast.co.uk and you can become a supporting member. For supporting members, I charge £5 a month, but I never felt comfortably just asking for money. What I wanted to do is provide a service. Members of my supporters club, they get not only an extra couple of podcasts each week, but also a collection of seeds sent to their door every month that can be sown that very month. Again, details on that are at the vegrowerpodcast.co.uk. And finally, don't forget to follow us on social media, whichever platform, just search for the Veg Ground Podcast. Well, that is it for this week. So until next time, please take care.